Injurycalculator.ca, that is where you start for this insurance and injury law show. We're going to get into that uh, very shortly with Savan. But first, we get to the week that was, right? Yes. Well, John, uh, it was a very, very busy week as usual. Let me tell you about two very interesting cases. Uh, that uh, that came across my desk, one of which actually I resolved, uh, and another one that I just met with a lady last week. So uh, the first one was a car accident. It's a lady that contacted me because she was struck a few weeks back by a car making a left-hand turn as she was crossing the street to get to her apartment building. Now, she suffered a head injury, a concussion, and it was very visible to me as I was speaking with her. Uh, you know, I really had to speak slowly and I had to explain absolutely everything probably about two or three times. Very, very nice lady. She's a teaching assistant, uh, hasn't been able to go back to work yet. Uh, she had uh, an appointment, a follow-up appointment with a neurologist to assess uh, the, the head injury. Uh, so, you know, she was not in a good state. Now, she did not have auto insurance. Uh, I asked her, of course, do you have your own insurance? Even though you're a pedestrian, do you have insurance because you'd be entitled to accident benefits? She said no. And I said, no, it's okay. Uh, you're going to get those accident benefits from the insurance company of the driver that hit you. Uh, and, and so she proceeded to tell me that she's actually been in touch, apparently, by the adjuster for the insurance company of the at-fault driver. And apparently, and get this, John, the adjuster told her, specifically told her, you don't need a lawyer. In fact, she said, don't get a lawyer. Of course. It's, but yeah. it's amazing to me that the adjuster has said that. She said, you're entitled to a lawyer, but I don't recommend that you get one. We can come to some kind of an agreement, an arrangement. Completely improper. I, I'm, I'm shocked that this is still going on. The other thing this adjuster told her, and I, this is going to relate to a guest that's going to be on the show later on. Uh, the adjuster told her, she said, are you going to any clinic? Have you been uh, recommended a clinic to go to for treatments? And she said, well, as it happens, yes, my family doctor had referred me to a clinic. Uh, and, and I'm happy with them. And what did this adjuster proceed to say? The adjuster said, well, you know, we have some clinics that we recommend that you should go to. Okay, for everyone out there, as a rule of thumb, if the insurance company is telling you to go to a particular clinic, I'm not saying that clinic is bad. But think about this for a second. Why is the insurance company telling you to go to a clinic of their choosing. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen down the road with the claim. Let, let me tell you what happens in most claims. In most claims, the person who is injured gets various treatments. At some point down the road, the insurance company, you know, who's been paying for all these treatments, tries to figure out if the person still needs those treatments. So they contact the treatment providers or they send requests uh, for documentation. And they, they just want to assess whether or not the person still needs to go for treatment. And they have to obviously rely on what the treatment providers are saying. You know, the massage therapist, the chiropractor. Well, what do you think uh, a treatment provider from a clinic that has been recommended by the insurance company is going to tell, yeah, is gonna tell the, the right. insurance company? Uh, most likely, my guess would be that they'll tell the insurance company that this person has now reached maximum uh, uh, recovery. They don't need any more treatments. So in other words, in my view, if, if a clinic is treating an individual but the individual was sent to the clinic on the basis of the insurance company's recommendations, I think that there is a conflict of interest for the clinic because the clinic is on this approved list or some kind of a list that the insurance company has. And, and, and so they have some kind of a loyalty to them, right? They want to keep the insurance company client happy and they have to obviously be treating the individual. So right. there is a conflict there as to, uh, you know, whose best interests are they, are they watching? So as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, you, you should be going to... Uh, 
to a clinic that has been recommended to you uh, by a family doctor or a clinic that you know, or, or just generally a clinic that, that you know, is known to provide good service. So, so th- these are the lessons to learn from this particular case. All right, a couple minutes to go. Give us another one. before. All right, break. well, this one, uh, and I'll tell you this uh, very quickly. This is a listener of the show. It's, a, it's an LTD claim, a long-term disability claim, and he had actually contacted me. He's, he's from Port Colburn, and uh, again, listen to the show. Uh, 40, year, 40 years old uh, gentleman, general laborer, uh, he was injured while um, at home. So, so he fell at home. He, he, uh, he actually suffered a, a spinal injury, uh, and he went on short-term disability and then long-term disability. He was cut off by the long-term disability insurer mm-hmm. after two years, as we know many people are. Yep. Uh, he, he, he didn't actually plan on doing anything about it. He figured, like most people, you know, well, I got cut off. There's nothing I can do. But he ended up giving me a call. We spoke for about 10 minutes. This happened earlier this year. I told him I thought he had a very, very good case. And initially, he hesitated. And I said to him, listen, what do you have to lose? You're not paying me anything up front. Right. There is no retainer. There is, I mean, retainer funds. You're not paying me anything. Uh, if I recover something for you, then there is, you know, a retainer that happens then, right? I mean, you pay me when I recover the money for you. But the point is, you have nothing to lose. And I wouldn't tell you to start something unless I thought you had a good legal case. Long story short, uh, he said yes, and so we proceeded. Let me tell you what happened with this case. We, we filed a claim. The insurance company got a lawyer from Manitoba assigned. We didn't do anything in terms of, of court proceedings. There was no court. There was no mediation. There was no discovery. There was nothing. I simply had my client, this gentleman, go to a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon, to provide a report for me. I provided that report to the insurance company's lawyer, we had a discussion last week. The case settled for $200,000. Wow, no kidding. And, and I'm telling you, this is a gentleman who was just willing to simply write everything off, who said, you know, how can I possibly fight this insurer? And, and I told him, you have a legitimate case. You are not caught up. By the way, the insurance company actually offered to reinstate him. In other words, to pay retroactively as well as put him back on benefits monthly nice. or to accept a lump sum. And, of course, my client went with a lump sum. It's easier for him. He's able to, uh, you know, to, to sort of cut off the relationship with the insurance company. But, again, a lesson for people out there. If you're cut off from long-term disability, don't just give up. Don't assume that the insurance company is correct in cutting you off. Get some legal advice. We'll take a uh, short break. The number to call is 416-216-5910, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca, and injurycalculator.ca as well. If you're not familiar with that, we'll give that a quick run-through before we get to our uh, special guest for the show this afternoon. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio AM640. The Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio AM640, 416-216-5910. That is Savannah's direct number, and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. I mentioned uh, at the end of the first segment, my friend, we'll talk about injurycalculator.ca. What is that? All right. So let's talk about it. Uh, this is an online tool. It's free to use. It's, uh, it's anonymous. You're not putting your name. You're not putting anything. All it does is once you go on that website, you can input a few pieces of information about your accident and your injury, and the calculator will tell you uh, how much money you could potentially be entitled to in terms of compensation for your pain and suffering. And this is not just uh, something, a database that I've created out of thin air. This is something that my team and I have worked on for months and months and months, gathering cases from across the country uh, to see what courts have awarded individuals uh, who've suffered certain types of injuries. And again, it will take you 30 seconds to use. All you're going to do is going to put in the accident date, location, how old you are, the type of accident, and the injury. And, and that's it. And the, and the calculator is going to give you a range of damages that you are potentially looking at in terms of compensation that you could be entitled to if you pursue a claim. 
Now, this isn't what you're going to be completely entitled to. This actually could be a very small portion, correct? Very good point, John. Exactly. This is just for your pain and suffering. And oftentimes, you have cases where you were in a car accident, for example. Your pain and suffering for the particular injury is worth $50,000. But but what happens if you can't work? What happens if you need treatments? You know, you could potentially be looking at a claim uh, in the six or seven-figure range. So pain and suffering, which is the only thing this calculator deals with, uh, is just a fraction of what you could potentially be entitled to, except that every case is unique. And all we could do with this calculator is deal with pain and suffering. We can't tell you how much money you could be entitled to for other stuff because we need to be able to assess that on a much more detailed uh, scale. 416-216-5910. Let's talk about MyDisabilityQuestions.com because there is times when people want information and the show is not on the air, right? That's right, exactly. And I've been getting a lot of questions. So if you go to MyDisabilityQuestions.com, you can ask any question to do with your long-term disability claim uh, or a friend's or family member's claim, uh, as well as anything to do with injuries, like car accidents, slip and falls. And what's going to happen is, uh, again, it's anonymous, it's free. Within minutes, you're going to get an answer from me uh, to your question, and it's posted online. So you can actually browse other questions and answers, uh, you know, since we've had this website on months and months ago. We talk about all the time in this show that part of uh, what you do is sending people out, make sure that the uh, benefits continue for uh, rehab, whether it's long-term disability or otherwise, they've got uh, physical damages, and that's part of what your firm does, of course. That's the major component. And to get to that, uh, you need a rehab clinic, which brings us to our guest today. Yeah? That's right, exactly. And uh, we, we have someone special here. Actually, it's somebody who has listened to the show and uh, runs a rehab clinic in Scarborough. Uh, I'm going to uh, have him speak a bit about, uh, you know, from his perspective, uh, how these kinds of issues are addressed in terms of the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the various treatments that are available and, and what to look for in a clinic. Uh, but I have to tell you that people out there should be very, very weary uh, of, of just choosing any clinic. It's extremely important. Just like it's important to select the, the right lawyer, uh, the right clinic could mean the difference between you actually healing and, and not and, and plateauing, you sure. know, so very, very important. Dr. Pardisney is our guy from Simply Align Rehab in Scarborough. As you mentioned, Savannah, it's 416-438-3230 or on to simplyalignrehab.com. How are you, Doc? Oh, pretty good. Good. So uh, what brings you here today? I know, I know, and uh, I assume, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, Savannah likes to stretch the truth with me when we're alone, but he says, you actually listened to the show and caught our act on uh, 640, and that's how you came to be yes. here, yeah? Yes, that's true. That's true. My son allows me to listen to the show. I do listen to the show. It's at 12 okay. o'clock. So describe Sundays. briefly what you do in your clinic. Um, so I'm a chiropractor and a physiotherapist, and... Um, our clinic is located, as you know, in Scarborough. Um, um, the things we do is that we treat a lot of uh, musculoskeletal cases. Some of them are car accidents. Um, so we have uh, various technologies. We have uh, massage therapists. We have personal trainers on board. We have a orthopedic consultant. So we have it all there. Mm-hmm. And we are in a medical building with x-ray facilities right next to us. So we can take care of a lot of clients that way. So uh, being a, you know, a practicing doctor in this clinic, what happens uh, after an accident? What's the first thing that goes down? That's a good question. So basically, um, most of the accidents, if you take a um, rear-ended accident, for example, if you rear-ended from someone, um, your head goes backwards and then forwards very quickly. And during that um, kind of a whiplash accident that we call your neck, ligaments can be torn, uh, muscles can be torn, um, and if you take an x-ray of you, it will all look normal. So we call that a soft tissue injury. And um, most of these soft tissue injuries get better within a few weeks or to a few months. Um, but at some cases, you can also have concussion. You can dislocate joints. You can break bones. 
um, and and have disc herniations, and those ones need more medical attention. How much uh, assessment goes into uh, assessing someone who comes in with one of those injuries before you're actually literally hands-on and manipulating? I would say, you know, at least a good hour sometimes we spend on. We have to look at what we call cranial nerves. We can look at your eyes. We look at your ears. We look at your sense of smell, things you wouldn't think really? that would show up on a concussion. Yeah, so you would probably... Um, you probably forget things if you have a bad injury. So we look at a lot of the stuff. So a good clinician, it could be a chiropractor, physiotherapist, a family physician, or a specialist. They should really good to take a good, uh, good, good amount of time to take a look at you. Now, Savannah's often said, you know, the first thing you do after an accident is make sure you're okay and you're, you're cognizant. Then you call the police, get them to the accident. What's the next thing I should be doing, or at least before I get to your clinic? Um, again, you probably, if you had a big injury, you, you will, it will probably cue you. So you've been going, I can't probably um, think right or whatever. So those are uh, signs of concussion, so you should go see your family physician uh, for that. If you think it's just a pain in the neck and, and, and you are um, um, not that injured, and a lot of times, John, the, the pain comes back two, three days later right. after an accident. After shock, show. adrenaline, after shock, all that yeah, wears yeah, off, after right? That. Yeah. Um, you can, um, people don't know. You can just walk into a chiropractor you know or a physiotherapist you know, and uh, by law, we can sh- sign all the forms for you. You don't need a referral from anyone. So we can jump in anywhere. Dr. Pardisney is here. Simply Align Rehab in Scarborough, the number 416-438-3230, or go to simplyalignrehab.com. We'll take a break. Lots more of it coming up. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. The Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. Savannah's number 416-216-5910. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Joining us again this segment, Dr. Pardisney from Simply Align Rehab in Scarborough. You'll want to get a hold of him and his clinic, 416 416- Four three eight thirty two thirty and online is simply alignrehab.com. So we're talking about getting in there for the first time after an accident. Uh, you might have seen your GP. You might have gone to the hospital or otherwise, and now it's time to find a good clinic and get on the road to recovery. So um, who I see after an accident, we just talked about that. Some say chiropractor, some say physiotherapist. Some people don't put a lot of stock in either, What to, or acupuncturist for that matter. Yeah. What do you think? Um, the, um, all those, uh, health prof- uh, professionals are regulated in Ontario. So, uh, massage therapist, acupuncture, um, chiropractor and physiotherapist, but the ones that can really, um, sign your forms for you and actually treat you mm-hmm. and do a, um, a comprehensive exam is usually chiropractors or physiotherapists. So those are the ones you want to see. A lot of those clinics do have acupuncture and personal trainers and massage therapists in the clinic anyway, so you have access to all those. I always assumed you needed a referral before you got this far. No, that's um, that's for your, sometimes for your own private insurance, John. Um, you may need a referral for to see a physiotherapist because that's what the, um, the a private insurance like Sun Life or Manual Life will put right. on you. But for auto insurance cases, you you can walk into any clinic you want. Um, I, I recommend highly to... Just like if you want to find a good restaurant, you know, look around and which, uh, ask around which is a good um, um, clinic, what gets the good results. Go on, on on internet and look at some of the reviews they have. Um, call them up, uh, question them, and interview them, and then go pick the clinic because that really sets your uh, recovery to to uh, you know your recovery is set on that. It makes a lot of sense because Savannah, you just said that often the times the insurance company will say, you know, here go to clinic ABC because we recommend them. Yeah, I mean the insurance companies are going to say that, and only that you're going to have tow truck drivers who are going to offer to drive you from the Come scene on. to the clinic. And again, think oh. about this, guys. I mean, <laughs> the fix is in. Yeah, the fix is. <laughs> what do you think they're doing? What, what, you know, in the back door, behind the yeah. closed doors, somebody's getting 
something out of it. Yeah. That's how it works. So you have to be very, very careful. And, and again, you know, if you go to a clinic that is red flagged by insurance companies, meaning the insurance companies are aware that uh, you know bad things are happening or things are happening under the table, uh, it's going to taint your entire case. So you may have a legitimate injury, uh, you may have a legitimate case, uh, and you may be entitled to a lot of compensation. But it's all going to be affected because the clinic you're associated with mm-hmm. uh, is is you know not kosher, not so to speak. Exactly, exactly. You have to be very, very careful. Very, very careful. And I'll tell you more on this. Uh, with with Simply Align Rehab, uh, when I went there, one of the things I was impressed with is the the number of tests uh, that uh, Dr. Perdisnia put me through. Uh, because, you know, we often talk about soft tissue injuries or uh, yeah. injuries where you haven't broken anything necessarily as being invisible injuries. And defense lawyers, myself included back then when I was working for insurance companies, would often say, listen, I can't see your injury on an X-ray or an MRI or a CT scan or an ultrasound. So you'd pray Therefore, on it. it doesn't. Ex- exactly. And, and oftentimes practitioners, when they crank out reports, uh, trying to show that you are in fact injured, uh, they will not make reference to objective testing. And these are the type of tests that I actually went through myself uh, at, at uh, Dr. Pradisnia's uh, uh, clinic at Simply Align Rehab. And uh, I, I was impressed with that because that's going to have a lot more sway from a legal standpoint mm-hmm. when it comes time for me as a lawyer to advance the client's case. So again, you know, very, very important to select the right clinic, the right practitioners, and, you know, at the end of the day, forget about the legalities that you're dealing with, with the money. You want to get better, okay? You were injured in an accident. You want to get the best treatment possible. If you go to the wrong clinic, you go to the wrong practitioners, you're, you're almost guaranteeing a, a poor treatment and almost guaranteeing uh, n- not, not getting the, uh, the maximum recovery that you could be getting. Dr. Pardissi is here as well from Simply Align Rehab. That clinic is in Scarborough, 416-438-3230, or online to simplyalignrehab.com. Are you guys, uh, is it a self-regulating body? Are you regulated by the government? Um, well, as a practitioner, we're regulated. So every chiropractor, every physician, every dentist in Ontario is regulated and they have a college uh, associated. Um, as far as the auto insurance goes, um, the payer, which is the auto insurance, um, is usually regulated by th- uh, fiscal, which is the Financial Services Commission of Ontario. Okay. And to, for us to be able to bill uh, the auto insurance, we have to go through fiscal as well. And that just went through two years ago. And it's basically to reduce fraud because they can walk into a clinic and ask you how much are you charging. They can look at the uh, clients or the motor vehicle accident patients you had up to, up to this point wow. to figure out if they paid properly, if you charge properly. So there is some kind of a regulation right now. If you are going to a clinic that you're not happy with, um, you can bring them to the attention of the practitioner. So if you're not happy with the treatment or you think they're doing something funny, you can complain to the college. Uh, their college, the the practitioner's college, or if you're not happy with the billing department, or if you they added treatments that you didn't go or overbilled you or overcharged um, you, you can call Fisco and you can really get into trouble now. You know, John, I actually just want to say something about that because I had a case that resolved about uh, a month ago, and there were allegations that the clinic overbilled and overcharged, uh, and not only that. Um, at some point in the litigation, it came out that uh, this clinic apparently gets uh, clients to to sign off on on you know multiple treatments and multiple visits uh, that they haven't actually received and haven't gone to, 
And of course, the individual doesn't understand or doesn't know. They're simply told, you know, sign here. We're yep. going to be collecting from the insurance company. For me, as soon as I hear that, it's a huge red flag. In fact, I always tell people, stay away from that clinic if that happens. And I immediately cut the connection uh, with them. But you have to be very, very careful because, again, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect uh, your claim. And, you know, insurance companies, as much as I harp on them and I like to uh, to fight them and to issue claims against them, uh, you know, there is a lot of fraud that goes on as well. And you have to be very, very careful not to get... Get, uh, tainted in that pool because it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you in why we're, one way or another. Got about a minute here left with Dr. Pardissia from the Simply Aligned Rehab Clinic in Scarborough, 416-438-3230 and online to simplyalignrehab.com. As far as treatments, anything uh, new on the horizon or new stuff we might not have known about in the last five years? I mean, acupuncture has been around for 4,000 years. It's still effective, but yeah. is there anything new? Um, well, basically, um, the um, manipulations or the spinal adjustments mm-hmm. that the chiropractors have do, patient education and exercises are all um, has been shown to be the most effective one. Um, the mobilization can be done by physiotherapists and exercises. Um, the one, the new thing that might be is the psychological factors of the accident, and you really have to just set yourself to get better. You have mentally after you have a car accident, if, especially if it's a soft tissue injury, you have to believe that you're going to get better and you have to mentally believe that. And if right. you do that, I think you will get better much faster. Got to thank once again, Dr. Pardisnia from the Simply Align Rehab for joining the show today. You want to get a hold of him or any of his uh, folks inside the clinic. It is 416-438-3230. That's the phone number and online to simplyalignrehab.com. More of the Insurance Injury Law Show coming right up. Hang on. On Talk Radio, AM 640. The Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. It's 416-216-5910 and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. They got a hold of Savan anytime. We'll uh, bounce over to the email right away. Savan, this comes in from Derek, says, I was in a car accident in October, uh, October 2nd of this year and haven't been able to go back to work for a construction worker. That's what I do. Uh, I injured my right shoulder and it looks like I need surgery. If I do the surgery, is it better for my legal case against the guy who hit me? Okay, well, John, this is something that I get asked off quite often where people ask me, should I do this or that? They're asking for actual medical advice uh, and, and to understand how that affects their case. And, and my answer to you, Derek, and to everyone out there who is thinking that and have, has, has been asking that of their lawyers is you should not be making medical decisions based on what you, how you think it's going to affect your case, okay? Number one thing is your health. So you make sure that if the doctors are saying that surgery is warranted, you weigh the risks, uh, you weigh the benefits, and you make sure you make a decision based on that. To answer your question, though, from a legal standpoint, generally speaking, when you do undergo surgery, depending on how the surgery goes, it does increase the value of the case. So, for example, you have a torn meniscus in your knee or you have a torn rotator cuff in your shoulder. Uh, You know, these kinds of of, of tears, if you need surgery for those, the value of the case, the pain and suffering you're going to be receiving potentially uh, is probably going to be higher than if you did not have surgery. So oftentimes when I actually get uh, asked about a case and and, and I'm, I'm telling someone how much they could expect to receive... And I know that they've had an injury like a, like a fracture or a tear. I ask them, did you go through surgery? And then when they say yes, I say, well, did you have any metal hardware put in you? Right. You know, screws, uh, rods, whatever. Uh, it, it does increase the value of the case. But, you know, God help me if you end up making a decision based on me telling you you're going to get more money. And, and you know, based on that, you're going to opt for surgery. Right. That should not be your consideration. So, Derek, to answer your question, uh, it's better to the extent that you end up getting potentially more money for your pain and suffering but certainly don't do it unless it's recommended by the doctors. 416-216-5910. That is Savan's number to get a hold of him at the uh, at the law firm, help at the insurancelawyer.ca. 
for any questions. Sometimes we like to bounce over and talk about stuff as it uh, kind of relates to the employment world. And I know we have uh, Lior on here on the weekend as well, covering employment law, but uh, there's a bit of crossover, hence the reason why you guys do both things at the firm. So, uh, I mean, what do you tell a client who asks if they should go back to work after an accident? Because some people are eager, right? They don't want to miss any work and they feel, you know, financially they can't, right? Exactly. Absolutely. In fact, the lady that I spoke about initially, the, the, the lady with the concussion that came to see me last week, uh, the teacher's assistant was actually telling me that she's interested in going back to work, but her doctors have said, no, you need more time off. You need to recuperate. You need to recover. And, uh, you know, I usually tell people, look, if you feel like you can go back to work, if your doctors have cleared you to go back to work, by all means, try to go back to work. And that doesn't mean that you go back full force, you know, full time uh, without modifications, mm-hmm. uh, nothing like that. It may mean that it's gradual, perhaps a few hours a day, modifications, depending on how you work it with the employer. Uh, but again, how's it, how does it affect your legal case? It does affect it, clearly. If you're able to go back full time after an accident, you're not going to have an income loss claim, right? Because you're not losing income. Having said that, if you go back part-time and you used to work full-time, well, there's going to be some money you're going to be losing, presumably. And so that's going to be uh, the, the, the claim you're going to have for income loss. You know, but again, if somebody asks me, should they go back to work? I'm not going to give them a legal answer. I'm going to tell them, look, you should go back to work if your doctors have cleared you and if you feel like you can go back to work. If the answer to either of these questions is no, then take more time and recuperate and make sure that you're all good before you do try to go back to work. You know, it's funny, that was my next question, that if you can go back part-time, how much will you lose on income loss? But I think we've also spoken about, and I know Lior said this as well, that sometimes it bodes well for you because you try to go back part-time, it shows you're making an effort, you go in a couple weeks, it's like, you know what, this is too much, my body can't handle it, you got to come back off work. So legally, that looks good. It doesn't look like you're back in your laurels doing nothing, correct? You're you're absolutely right. In fact, one of the worst pieces of advice that uh, lawyers, personal injury lawyers dispense on a regular basis and I hear this all the time because people listen to the radio, uh, to the show, and they call me and they say, well, I got different advice from my lawyer. And what's the advice they're getting? They're told by their lawyers, stay at home. Don't go back to work. They're not telling their, their, their clients to listen to their bodies, to talk to their doctors. They're telling them, no, for the legal case to be worth more, stay at home. Nonsense, complete nonsense. I'm telling you that as someone who worked for an insurance company, uh, many insurance companies actually in the past. If I'm a defense lawyer, I mean, put yourself in the shoes of an adjuster or an insurance defense lawyer. You see someone who is, let's say, a healthy 30-year-old uh, who works in an office, and that person were, was, was in, in a minor fender bender, as an example. They got injured. Okay, let's say that they have some neck pain, some back pains. But what happens if they now, five months down the road, say to you, sorry, I can't go back to anything. I just, I can't do anything. There's no way I can go back to work. N- nothing. I can't even pick up a mug of coffee. I mean, immediately you're going to think that this person is... I don't a scam mean, is, in the system. It's a scam. Yeah, exactly, it's a scam. Exactly, exactly. Now, if you have someone who is trying to go back to work, uh, who's making repeated attempts, who's on modified duties, everything is recorded with the employer. If you're the insurance company, you're thinking there is legitimacy here. The person is clearly trying to get right. back on the horse. So again, that gives you credibility. Staying at home, unless it's absolutely warranted for a prolonged period of time actually puts a red flag, a red mark on your case. And when it comes time for the insurance company to look at resolving your claim, they're going to have a lot of question marks. You better be able to explain why it is that you haven't even attempted to go back to work, let alone been able to go back to some form of work. Some more questions on the employment front when it comes to insurance and being off as well. We'll get to another email. You want to send us one uh, while the show is on and afterwards, for that matter, help at the insurance lawyer. 
Ca's email address and Savannah's number anytime, 416-216-5910. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM640. The Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM640. Savannah here for the remainder of the hour, 416-216-5910. That's his number anytime. And help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We took a break. We were talking about uh, questions when it comes to things that are employment-related. How about this one? Uh, after an accident, you'd have difficulty working. You decided to go back, at least give it an effort, and you you haven't got a nice boss. In fact, your workplace just says, you know what, you're not uh, you're not pulling your weight. You're fired. How about that? Well, you immediately call Lior. No question about that. And, and I say that uh, with the utmost uh, seriousness. Do not wait a second. You make sure you call Lior. You call us at the office. Because again, we have a very, very unique practice in that we do both employment work uh, and we do personal injury and, and insurance. And they work oftentimes in tandem. Very, very important. So you get the protection all around. Uh, and oftentimes it does happen where I have a client who is unable to go back to work or perhaps they're not being accommodated. You know, perhaps the person is trying to go back on modified duties. And of course, as you know, from working with Lior on the employment hour, that an employer has a duty to accommodate. And the employer, for whatever reason, doesn't do it. They don't understand that they have to uh, and, and they just don't accommodate. We can often get involved if the client wants us to. Okay, we can do that. If the person gets fired, all hell breaks loose because we go full guns blazing against the employer. Again, if we get those instructions from the client. So remember, if you're injured, if you're in disability and you get fired, that's a violation of the human rights code. Uh, something Lior talks about all the time. We can definitely help with that. In terms of your personal injury claim, again, I mean, as long as everything is recorded as, as you know, we have this back and forth in writing that you try to get back to work, they decide to let you go for whatever reason. You know, that's something that obviously is going to affect your personal injury case. Uh, and, and again, it doesn't affect you in a negative way. It shows that you tried to, you made an effort to go back to work mm-hmm. and the employer just wasn't accommodating. So it actually ends up potentially increasing the value of your claim on the personal injury side, but also opens up this employment issue that we can deal with as well. 416-216-5910, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll get to a, uh, an email here after I ask this question. This is it, it sounds like a bizarre occurrence, but I know this has happened to you and in your firm in the past, so you may be going for your uh, third and final interview. You just about got the job. You think it's pretty much yours, brand new opportunity, and on the way home, you get in an accident, so you've lost that opportunity. Can you actually claim for that? It's a fantastic question because most people think, no, I can't, right? I haven't worked for the last right. year or two years. I've been out of work. I've been trying to get a job. Uh, and I was just on the verge of trying of, of being able to get this this dream job, uh, and maybe I got an offer and I can't start when you know I had anticipated because of the injury, uh, or, or perhaps I was just you know making the last cut. Uh, yeah, you can definitely make a claim for that. How we advance that claim comes down to the specifics of each case, right? We have to figure out how far you were along the process of getting hired for that job. But I'll tell you, John, I've had more than uh, my share of clients who have, you know, they, they actually had a start date. And, and a week before, they got into an accident, and either that delayed the start, which means that there was an actual verifiable, quantifiable income loss, right, because they weren't right. able to make money for those few months, uh, or they lost the opportunity altogether. And then, of course, we have to engage uh, an accountant to deal with the numbers to figure out exactly what is the impact on the individual. Who's paying it? Uh, we're paying it. It's the law firm that's paying it. It's not the client. Very, very important to understand that that this is something that we do not put. You know, we do not put that on the individual. On the individual, uh, they, you know, they've lost their job. They, they've, they've been injured, and uh, they, they need us to back them up. They need us to to be able to advance the case. So we have definitely all the resources we need and the contacts in the industry as well. 
not just accountants, but any doctors that we need to engage in order to build the case that we need to build to advance the claim against the insurance company. So if I really haven't started working there yet, who's paying for my claim? Who's paying the insurance or whatever money's coming towards me? Well, if, if, if we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, for treatments, if we're talking about for income replacement benefits, right. a- again, that's going to be your auto insurer. That's oh, wow. accident benefits. Exactly. Okay. But, but again, every case is specific and we have to make sure that we talk about those specifics because that dictates the strategy and how we maximize the compensation that you deserve. Help at the insurance lawyer.ca is the me- uh, email. Got Lori here from Ajac writes in, says I've been on long-term disability for about a year now. I suffer from migraines and really bad pains all over my body because of a car accident. My insurance company adjuster is saying that I should be able to try and get back to work, but I really can't right now. And even my doctor agrees that it's not a good time for me to do so. Uh, what do I do if they decide to stop paying me uh, my disability payment? Should I try to go back to work? No, you should not try and go back to work unless you are completely ready to go back to work or your doctors clear you to go back to work. And, and this is a tactic that is often used by insurance companies, unfortunately. Not all of them and not all adjusters, but a lot of times they do that because you know, think about this. They're playing a poker game with you. They're assuming that perhaps, you know, you're staying at home a little bit longer than you should. Perhaps we can save some money. Perhaps if we cut you off or force you into a position where financially you can't afford, uh, you know, to not get any money in, uh, we can save some money because we don't have to pay you. And I tell people, you know, contact us immediately if that happens. Oftentimes, we can communicate directly with the adjuster and with a few letters, get them to either reconsider their position or if they don't reconsider the position, file a claim immediately. Because the sooner you start the process, the sooner we can get you back either on a reinstatement, so you start getting those benefits again, or uh, we, we, we resolve the claim in its entirety. I mean, that's really up to the insurance company and you when, you get, when we get to the point where we talk about resolution. And the best part of this, and I know we reiterate this uh, almost weekly, is the fact that once you're contacted... No more phone calls come to my house. You're not dealing with the insurance right. company. Absolutely. And, and that's true for uh, insurance companies in car accidents, uh, in slip and falls, in long-term disability. Very, very important for you to understand. You're not going to have that panicked phone call. You're, you're not going to have this, uh, you know, y- y- your heart exploding because, uh, you know, y- you have to deal with this adjuster that's just harassing you. Mm. No, you're not going to have any of that. You're just going to be dealing with us and we are going to be dealing with the insurance company. We'll talk about uh, mediations here in a moment. Get to a couple more emails before we wrap for this week. In the meantime, uh, the number to get a hold of Savannah is 416-216-5910. You want to throw us an email now or any time. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca, the Insurance Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM640. The Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM640, Savannah's number, 416-216-5910, and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. You mentioned... Uh, the word mediation, before we took a break, you said before that one of the most important parts of the case is mediation. Tell us, uh, what is it? So mediation is something that's mandatory in every claim that starts in Toronto, Ottawa, and Windsor, and oftentimes uh, happens in other jurisdictions as well throughout Ontario. And what it is, it's a process where we as your lawyers come with you, the client, uh, in, into an, an office environment, an office uh, uh, room, and uh, we have the insurance company on the other side, an adjuster from the insurance company, not necessarily the person you've been dealing with before you, you hired us, uh, but an adjuster that has some authority to try and resolve your claim, as well as with the insurance lawyer, somebody like myself, uh, who's going to advocate for the insurance company. And then we have a neutral party, a mediator, someone who has a lot of experience in the insurance world, in the personal injury world. That person is not a judge. The person doesn't have uh, binding authority, cannot make orders. And, and the process is really, it's a confidential process. It's a, it's, a, it's a without prejudice process. And what does that mean? It means that uh, f- f- for those few hours that you guys are, are 
negotiating a resolution, uh, everybody's focused on your case. And look, in many mediations, you don't even see the other side. You may see them at the beginning uh, when there's introductions and maybe some statements that are made, you know, to outline each party's position. But what is a mediation essentially? It's an opportunity to resolve claims. It has an extremely high success rate, uh, especially in personal injury, uh, in employment as well, in long-term disability. Very, very high chance of success for a very, very simple reason. And I've said this before, insurance companies are interested in resolving claims. It's expensive for them to fight these claims, okay? So when people think, oh, I can't take on this insurance company, if a lawyer is assessing your case properly, whether it's a disability case, whether it's a personal injury case, an employment case, the other side has to calculate that if you don't resolve the case at the mediation, if the proper compensation is not provided, it means that the litigation will continue, which means they have to throw money on their lawyers. So they're interested in coming to some kind of an agreement. Uh, you know, and I do this all the time, and lawyers in my office do this all the time. I mean, it's we bargaining. Have, it's bargaining. It's exactly that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, understand that insurance companies are economic entities. They are not interested in wasting money on, on claims. They're interested in resolving claims. Let me tell you a little secret, John. When I was a young defense lawyer working for a very major firm that worked for many insurance companies, uh, we were told specifically uh, by the partners at the firm that the way to get more work, more insurance work, is by resolving claims, not prolonging them. So get this. My firm's motto was resolve claims for your clients, meaning the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. Insurance companies want you to close claims. It doesn't mean they're going to pay everything and anything under the sun but it means that they are willing to put money down to resolve your claim. Now, they're doing that not because of the goodness of, of, of you know, their heart. It's, it's, they're doing this because it's economic for them. It makes sense for them from a financial standpoint. Now, you mentioned mediations are uh, what, Toronto, Ottawa, and Windsor. Why Correct. is that? Uh, that's just the way that uh, we've had our uh, you know, people in power decide to do. Uh, I don't know why it's not actually across all of Ontario. You like it? Uh, love it. Absolutely really? love it. Yeah. And you don't always resolve claims in mediation, but I'll tell you, extremely high number of cases resolve at mediation. Why is the number so high? Uh, it's high because it's without prejudice, meaning you can negotiate without worrying that tomorrow you're going to be held up to the number that you've proposed today. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, it, it's, it's also an opportunity for everyone, all the decision makers, meaning your client is with you in the room, the insurance uh, company's adjuster is here as well, Everyone that has the authority or the ability to say yes to an agreement is here today. Nice. There's no back and forth, you know, I'll get back to you tomorrow or in a week or whatever. You know, people get busy and things fall through the cracks. At a mediation, everyone, all the decision makers are, are in the room, so to speak. I mean, you're not in the same room, uh, but you know, you're in the vicinity and everyone is focused on your case. And that's why the likelihood of a resolution is extremely high. We'll uh, take one more email for uh, for today's show. It comes from Sandra in Belleville. It says, my husband's on long-term disability, and the insurance company is saying that he will be cut off in January because he is not complying with doctor's recommendations. The only thing he's not doing is taking a certain medication because it makes him feel groggy and he can't function at all when he takes it. Uh, what can we do? We're under a lot of stress, and we can't take the ingester uh, badgering us anymore. Well, so again, uh, give me a shout, and I'll deal with the adjuster for you. Uh, and, and this is where... You know, it's really, really important to get the right legal advice because a lawyer that deals with this area of law with disability will tell you that you're under no obligation uh, to take medications or do any treatments that are making you feel worse. And oftentimes there are substitutes. You know, it's just a matter of telling whoever's treating you that this is not uh, working for you. And oftentimes they'll provide you with some substitute. 
but for the insurance company to say you're not complying with recommendations because you're not taking a medication uh, that is affecting you negatively, that's absolute nonsense. I've seen it happen quite a few times. And I'll tell you this. Uh, whenever an insurance company takes the position that on that basis they cut someone off, you actually can start making bad faith uh, um, arguments and a bad faith claim in addition to the claim for actual compensation, right, for the actual payments of disability. So, no, insurance companies will often say that, but it's completely wrong under the law. There's no way that a judge would ever agree with them. And frankly, you would never see a judge because the insurance company will capitulate way before you ever get there. Another good week in the can. In the meantime, you want to see what some pain and suffering could uh, mount up for you. It's very simple. Go to injurycalculator.ca. Uh, Savan's number, 416-216-5910, and help at the insurancelawyer.ca to send us an email, which we will get to on the next show. We uh, hope and try to get to as many as we can. Got to thank once again Dr. Pardisnia from Simply Align Rehab for coming in this afternoon. His number is 416-438-3230. Just go to simplyalignrehab.com. This has been the Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio, AM 640.